Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of the Heart of Markness podcast, the weekend classic rock episode, not the Thursday Led Zeppelin one, which you know because you read the title and you know how to tell time and dates. Good for you. Today is, as you already know, because as we've established, you know how to read, Elvis Costello and the Rude Five, the Wiltern Theater, Los Angeles, California, June 3rd, 1991. Do you know what you were doing June 3rd, 1991? I do. I'm not going to tell you. This is a Mike Millard master recording. God bless him with the good old Nakamichi 550 and his AKG 451E microphones, CK1 cardioid capsules to the initiated. Gems Trading Group, thank you for releasing this, curating this, restoring this, and converting it. The set list for this show, which was for his, oh shit, Spike album, I think is as follows, and I'm giving you the set list because I'm going to post the link to this show at my website, which is heartofmarkness.com, all one word, and you'll be able to download this entire show should you like. So here's the set list. I'm not going to play all these songs, but I am going to play some of them. Accidents will happen. It's only hit and run. Angels want to wear my red shoes. Home is where you hang your head. Deep, Dark, Truthful Mirror, The Other Side of Summer, Suit of Light, great version of that, Must You Throw Dirt in My Face, Invasion Hit Parade, Watch Your Step, Temptation, So Like Candy, I Want You, Veronica, All Grown Up, Hidden Charms, You Bowed Down, Everybody's Crying Mercy, Hurry Down, Doomsday, The Bugs Are Taking Over, Couldn't Call It Unexpected, Number Four, how to be dumb. <laughs> Sweet pear. Bama lama bama loo. I just got double ding. That's got to be my friend Dale. No. Band introductions. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Oh. No, that wasn't him. That was me. Sorry to confuse you with my beauty. Allison, and then finishing it up with Pump It Up. The Rude Five is Mark Ribot on guitar, Larry Chef on bass, sorry, Jerry Chef on bass, Larry Knechtel on keyboards, Knechtel probably, and good old Pete Thomas on drums from the attractions, also played drums for John Paul Jones when he did his tour with Diamanda Gallus in 1994. Boom, bringing it all back to Zeppelin as everything does eventually lead to them. What are we going to hear first? I um, balanced out a little bit of the songs that I wanted to hear, because Elvis Costello has an enormous body of work. He's one of those artists like Neil Young and Bob Dylan that just crank out content at an unbelievable rate. Um, not always the greatest, but... I mean, I, actually, I can't say that for Elvis Costello. Maybe it is. I'm not familiar enough with his with his work to make that judgment. But, um, you know, Neil Young and Bob Dylan definitely have some clunkers for sure. But the body of work and just the just the just the um, oh, the quantity 
of 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 output is is just incredible. What's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word I'm looking for. God damn it. <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah. So Elvis Costello has been cranking out albums basically since the late seventies, mid to late seventies, on the regular, and um, tends to keep them. Sh- Short, which is something that Neil Young does sometimes too. 30 minutes, 38 minutes or something, whatever. That's fine. Top shelf artist. Top shelf content. And um, man, his songs, the songs of his that I like are brilliant. And the songs of his that I don't like are still brilliant. I just don't care for them because this is not my, you know, dialed in directly to my frequency. But what we're going to play for you now June 3rd, 1991, was it? June 3rd, 1991, beautiful, is uh, the second song of the night, Angels Want to Wear My Red Shoes. Let's listen to that, shall we? And I shall be back shortly. Thank you. 
Nice. Professional. Good band. Really good band. Really good song. Elvis Costello. I've got to, uh... I've got to dive in... I've got to dive in deeper. You know, I know the songs that everybody knows, and maybe a couple others. But, yeah, I should really experiment... Not experiment. Explore. Because he's good, right? Right. All right, now we're going to hear something from the Spike era, the era of which this tour, you know, contains. That didn't make sense. Poorly phrased, trying to sound smarter than I am. Veronica, Veronica. No, not that one. But you just sang it. Yeah, I know, I know what I did. Deep, dark, truthful mirror. I forgot about this song. I liked it when it came out. Interesting arrangements, interesting chord progressions, interesting. Elvis Costello, interesting songwriter. Not simple three-chord ditties. He writes some good, complex music. Very, very, very well done. Deep Dark Truthful Mirror. You probably will remember this if you don't know it already. Because it was a it was a hit, a minor hit. I remember it. Hey, I rhymed. Ha ha. All right, Deep Dark Truthful Mirror. Enjoy friendos.
I don't know how I know that song. It apparently wasn't a single. Maybe it was a video. I don't know, man. I I was looking it up on Wikipedia because I was terrified that it was actually not something off of Spike. It was, you know, something off of something earlier and I was just being a dick and sounding dumb. But I looked it up. No, it's the third track on Spike. And uh, Mark Ribu, the guitarist, is a name I, I recognized and uh, he's the dude that played guitar on during my favorite period of Tom Waits. The um, it's probably very pedestrian to like that period. Probably like like you know like liking Zeppelin Four, but um, Rain Dogs, uh, Frank's Wild Years, and uh, Big Time. And I don't know if he still if he kept going with um, Bone Machine and things like that. But um, he also played with Robert Plant and Alison Krauss. Another little Led Zeppelin connection. It all comes back to Zeppelin. All right. Great song. Holy shit. Let's move into, let's stick with another, um, another song off of Spike. This is the hit off of Spike, Veronica, which was written with Paul McCartney. I remember reading um, Rolling Stone or Musician Magazine or something. Back at the time, McCartney talking about how he brought in Elvis Costello, um, as he does at times, you know, like when he, he did that stuff, he wrote some songs with Michael Jackson a decade earlier. Yeah, you forgot about those, didn't you? Say, say, say. Um, to get the creative juices flowing and to get a little cross current, you know, going with Elvis Costello fans who may not be listening to McCartney, who was still... Um, remaining relevant as he was in his 40s at that time and he was the first you know in that first generation of folks who were performers remaining relevant through their 40s into their 50s into their 60s into their 70s as the hippie generation was you know because the guys from the, the 50s 
kept performing. I mean, shit, you could still see Fats Domino, Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley, Jerry Lee Lewis, and all those folks in the 90s, or up until up until they died. Some of them you can still see. I think you can still see Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, but although they may have continued to release albums, they didn't continue to remain relevant successfully. Many of them still played the same stuff, you know. Um, Robert Plant doing a good job of, of remaining relevant. And not by relevant, I don't mean being like having major hits, but by just staying true and releasing stuff that, you know, like Neil Young, like Van Morrison, like Paul McCartney, like Bob Dylan, all these guys that keep chugging along into their later years. What's my point? Started off with Mark Rubeau and Tom Waits. I don't know, man. Oh, Paul McCartney. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, why he works with, like, uh, Dave Grohl and Kanye West and all kinds of other people. He's got a, you know, he's 80. He's in his 80s now, I believe. If he's not 80, he's 79. And, you know, unfortunately, he's reached the age where his voice is that, you know, that thin old man voice that everyone's voice is going to be, except in, unless you're genetically lucky, like David Crosby. David Crosby is still sounds like David Crosby, although he's 80. So, again, what's that have to do with anything? I don't know, man. Paul McCartney wrote this song with Elvis Costello, TLDR. And it's a good one. And you could totally, totally... It's a great homogenization of... McCartney and Costello's writings. You can hear it and go, oh, I could totally hear the Paul McCartney influence. And you can also just flip it and go, oh, I can totally hear the Elvis Costello influence. Very well done. Veronica. And a sweet video and a sweet song about an old lady who is senile. Enjoy. Is it all
Pulling out a kiss that's in her favorite chair. She sits very quiet and still. They call her a name that they never get right. And that they don't think nobody else will. But she used to have a carefree mind of her own. With the devil's look in her eye. So you can't call me the head of the night. My name is Rocket. But my name is Rocket. And my name is Rocket. recording and I still had my microphone set down. What I was holding was not my microphone. It was a glass of water. That was awesome. Elvis Costello is a great band leader and a great front man. It's interesting. You can hear through the polish of these songs of these American, not American songbook, but like legitimate songs with not not three not like the Ramones, but there's a punk element that shines out every once in a while, and it did with that one, two, three, four, and I'm not saying it harkened to the Ramones, but it just harkened to the Elvis Costello that was on Saturday Night Live in the seventies, and instead of doing whatever song he was supposed to do, he did radio radio, and he like stopped it one, two, three, four, no, 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 we can't do that, we're gonna do this one, and he went into uh, he either was gonna play radio radio and he played something else, but um. Interesting. I really need to listen to him more. And I hope some of you have that too. You know, get on Spotify, run through some Elvis Costello. There's a trillion albums, man. And uh, really cool. Really cool. All right, we've got one less. Oh, I have to do the spiel. Shit, I'm not prepared. All right, you can find me on Facebook and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and also heartofmarkness.com. And if you want to, you can become a patron of me. If you go on to Patreon, you can go join. I don't know. I pooped out. 
That wasn't half bad, though. Um, it wasn't half good either. Yes, all that I sang is true. I am on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook uh, under the name Heart of Markness. Heartofmarkness.com is where I post uh, the, the, the shows and the links to these shows that you can download and get the whole concert. Like I read the uh, set list for, you can get that whole goddamn show for yourself by going to heartofmarkness.com. Not tonight at 8.53 p.m. on a Sunday night, October 17th, 2021. Uh, but soon, if it's not there, when you search for it, Give it a day or two, it will be. And while you're at heartofmarkness.com, you will see a Patreon banner button unobtrusively placed in the left-hand corner. If you're of a mind and of the means, if you want to support this podcast and this podcaster with tangible benefits that pay for, oh, the SoundCloud to host, the mega account to store the shows, the hosting of the website, the hosting of just the whole fucking shebang. As well as the microphone through which I'm speaking to you. Thank you, patrons. Uh, you can do so. And if you do, you get a patron, you get a, a podcast to yourself every single month. Super secret Illuminati level shit. And our current titans upon whose shoulders rest this mighty podcast are Philip Picard. Knegarn, Jeff, Chris, Michael, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, with whom I did not have breakfast today. It's okay. We'll do it again soon. Next week, I think. David, the man who made a spreadsheet of everything. Holy shit. Thank you. Other David, who is also brilliant and wonderful because he supports the podcast and he's a great guy. Bonzo Billy and Mimo round out the end there we go duties completed and back to our show let's listen to what's so funny about peace love and understanding good old early elvis costello enjoy it friends
home stretch now. That was good. It was interesting. Whoever was singing backup took over lead and they switched partway into the song. <laughs> and Elvis was singing harmony and whoever was singing backup, I couldn't I couldn't tell. The notes don't tell me that. Some mystery. One thing I want to clarify is I think I said this was in support of the album Spike. It was not. This tour is in support of the album Mighty Like a Rose, the immediate uh, successor to Spike. There. I've corrected the timeline. Everything should be okay now. All right, friendos. It's only been 33 minutes and change, but I gave you four songs. Uh, Brevity is a, a hallmark of Elvis Costello, as we mentioned earlier. So you get what you get. I think it's still good. All right, friendos, I will talk to you next Thursday when I do another Led Zeppelin podcast. I don't know what I'm going to do, but uh, I did John Paul Jones last Thursday. So I said you should just jump in with some good old popular Led Zeppelin this Thursday. Can't keep it too esoteric for too long or else people start dropping off like flies. Do flies drop? Grapes drop? Raindrops? Keep falling on my head. All right. Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Good night.